everyone welcome to the upwards positive podcast myself tim mazarana co-host david thomas and uh, we're joined by actually a really special guest to us somebody that we've known for several years now that has really you know just been one of those guys that you know the from the first moment you meet them has a different vibe you know somebody that you can just tell has a positive attitude towards life um, and we thought would be a great person to be bring on here and just kind of complete the trio, if you will, of just trying to talk about life and experiences and, you know, do's and don'ts and how we can stay positive in our own life. And without further ado, uh, John Dalkey is our special guest tonight. Thank you, John, for joining us. Yeah, for sure, man. Excited. Really appreciate it, man. And, um, you know, as I was just saying, you know, we really wanted to put this podcast together to really just, you know, be a positive influence out there. There's so much negativity out there. Um, you know, coming off the heels of 2020 and everything that went on in 2020 and, you know, people, you know, financially strapped, mentally strapped and all that kind of stuff. We really just wanted to put some thoughts out there around how we in our own personal lives can, you know, stay focused on, on what is uh, the, what is important in life, if you will, and just bring some positive messages out there. So just wanted to ask you just kind of starting off, like, how has 2020 been for you? Oh man, um, I probably like most people, um, just kind of like a, a, a tornado, right? Um, obviously, uh, back in March, uh, before this all kicked off with the uh, whole COVID thing, um, you know, it, it's one of those things that you never realize uh, that life is going to completely change, and it can it, it can it can change in a moment, right? Uh, we never realize that, and so. Uh, I think we live comfortably in, in each day uh, in, in life. And we, we constantly like, we, we take for granted the things we have. And so 2020 for me, um, for me and my kids, I, I remember the first time we found out that we had to uh, uh, stay in our house or, or stay in, um, in quarantine. And so uh, explaining that to my, my five-year-old daughter and my eight-year-old daughter, at the time, um, actually, they were, they were four and seven, uh, and both of their birthdays were celebrated throughout this last year um, in quarantine. And so, uh, 2020 has been crazy for me, um, just like anybody else. But, but I, honestly, it's been it's been uplifting. It's been a, a moment where, um, honestly, we we've grown as a family. Um, I've gotten to stay home for like three, four months out of that quarantine and work from home and be at home with the girls and, and to live life with them. And so it's honestly been a pretty cool experience for one, um, despite what's happened in the world and, and everything around us. But yeah, it's been crazy, just like anybody else, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, 2020, you know, Dave and I have been blessed with you know, ha having the family at home and, and still maintaining the job and all that kind of stuff, which isn't the case for a lot yeah. of people out there. And really, for you know, sure. part of the reason, um, you know, and, and, and really it is just part of the reason because, because in all honesty, this is a blink in the in blink in time, right? What we're exactly. going through right now, there's a lot bigger things, there's a lot better things coming. Um, and, and so it's just really important us to get out there and, and really start bring in some positive nature to everything that's going on around us. So when it, when sure. it comes at, and I think one of the things that has been probably the hardest is when you have a family in this environment, right? You know, it, my, my personal situation, 
I got a wife. I have two kids. I got two boys that are 12 and uh, 10 years old now, mm -hmm. um, 11 and nine when, you know, we first started all of this stuff. And uh, it's the dynamic change within that family relationship. You know, we were used to me working, you know, full time all year round, you know, I get vacation time and that stuff from work, my, my wife being a teacher, or working in a school district anyway, so she would go to work, um, you know, during the school year be off with the kids and now now we completely flipped it right and we got used to that and we got, we got used to uh, that interaction of having two jobs and having kids that go to school and working out that type of relationship in that manner. And now all of a sudden we flip it. Right. And now we're in the house all day together. And yeah. that was a struggle. I'm not going to lie. I mean, trying, trying to flip that relationship into, um, you know, going basically, you know, working to what you kind of envision as what your retirement would look like. It was a little scary. Oh, for sure. <laughs> retirement with kids right retirement with kids on top of what it. in the world yeah, right right, right. <laughs> exactly you're like what so, in the world's happening right now no doubt no doubt so i mean that took some time to get used to you know you got ups and downs in every relationship but this kind of you know throws it throws it a little bit into high gear if you will in regards to you know pulling it back and focusing on um, you know, Jesus and putting him as the center of your life, because, you know, in, in, in my, in my personal life and in my experiences, without that foundation of, of really doing that, you don't have, you have worldly things to hold on to, but those, those, those overworldly things or those out, out of world things, um, you know, Jesus is the center of your life really helps you to have that foundation. So. Yeah, for sure. Have you noticed kind of the same thing with, uh, you know, maybe not yourself, but family, friends, that kind of thing? Yeah, um, it's been just crazy. Uh, it's crazy how you go from uh, a normal, right, what you think is normal, into um, something that you, you completely is foreign to you, right? Um, where you can't, like my dad is, is diabetic and, and he's had heart attacks and he's had all these things. And so like one of those things, like we can't go see him on a regular basis because uh, he's, he's probably going to catch this thing and, and it won't last. So it's one of those things that what's normal to you and, and then just completely foreign all of a sudden, um, how are you adjusting to that? And, and so for me, like, man, with my friends, with my family, like I, I'm a people person. I don't know about you guys, but I'm a people person. I want to hang out with people. I want to constantly be with people. Uh, I don't do well on my own and just sitting around. Um, I can't handle it. And so for me, like getting out and getting, doing things with people is, is something that fills me. And uh, that was just one of those things that kind of hit me hard during this pandemic that I was like, man, I'm not seeing people right now. I, I got to stay home by myself with my family and it's good, but I want to get out and, and spend time with people. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I can't, can't, you're absolutely right about that. I am a people person. And that is, you know, even before pandemic, it is, it, it, yeah. it's a struggle when you're by yourself and there's nobody else to look to, but your inner self, because let's be honest, a lot of times we want to hide from that anyway. You know, the, the voices exactly. inside of our heads sometimes yeah. are not positive. So what, what are some of the things, and Dave, you too, um, what are some of the things that you guys do kind of on a daily, weekly, habitual basis that bring positivity to your lives? 
Um, I, I mean, I'll go first. I, I was just thinking about, you know, when you guys were talking, I was, you know, thinking about what, a couple of the topics we talked about, Tim, the last few weeks is, you know, the minimalist idea. And that, <clears throat> to me, has really driven out a lot during this COVID time. Because now, you know, I think it really brought us all into the this mindset of, wow, you know, what's life really about? If it can be wiped away so easily, right? From this one virus, people got so nervous. It's like, well, maybe we should have been paying more attention to God or maybe we should have, you know? So I think this minimalist idea of like, kind of like getting rid of things in your home, selling things off, donating, whatever, um, is is a huge way to uplift yourself and, cl- and cleanse yourself almost. You feel like you're cleansing yourself because you're like literally actually can enjoy your home and you know see it for once and not have all these things everywhere and try to surround yourself with materials that mean nothing in the end and i think that that's a big deal and i think that with covid uh we all learned um a lot about ourselves but also you know i've personally feel um i'm sad for my kids because going to school is a big deal like missing these grades although they would say like, Oh, I'd rather be home. I get it. But like, I hated going to school. But like, those are important. These are important steps of their social abilities, you know, like talking to kids and interacting and working things out. It's really important. So that part, I don't I don't like that they're, you know, they're finally now starting to go back in our district. But either way, the other thing, though, for me is like working from home has opened up so many things for me mentally, just like, I don't want to say freedom, but I feel like I can finally like do my job and not waste time and I can get it done effectively and efficiently. And then I can actually go for a walk at like a 10 o'clock walk around the neighborhood and see things that frankly, I would never see before because I was a robot. I go to work every day, come home every day, upset or angry at work. And then I'm, you know, with the kids I'm upset or, you know what I mean? That stuff projects. And I feel like this new concept of working from home, I hope that if it doesn't stick around, I hope a lot of companies still bring it on and that opens up new job spaces for people and that, and that doing that type of business, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. I, uh, that's absolutely true. And you're right. We talked about that, um, you know, a little while ago on the podcast and by nature, I, I, I kind of have done this over the years, you know, explaining before, you know, I don't live in a huge house. I live in a 1200 square foot house with, you know, three other people. Well, one other person and then two little monsters and uh you know it, it by nature you just out of kind of necessity for space and life and all that kind of stuff start getting rid of things and you know donating things and not keeping what you, what you absolutely need and you know you start to look back on it exactly like what you were saying and go why did i even buy this you know it's been sitting in my garage for two years i haven't even used it what what a waste of money why you know and so you start to put things, I think, a little bit more in perspective. And that on the heels of, you know, just just a society in general that's hurting, you know, a lot of people financially not having jobs. And, you know, we're very blessed to be where we're at right now. And, uh, you know, I think to me, it just it, it helps. It helps me, but I think it helps me because I know that I'm helping others at the same time. Yeah, for sure. So, yep. It is a very, very interesting time. So um, I didn't ask you yet, John, what is your, like growing up, what, give, give us a little rundown of who you are, your background, what do you do? You know, let, let everybody know who you are. Yeah, so uh, I grew up in Attica, Michigan. Uh, nobody's probably, probably heard of that, uh, but it's, it's in the county of Lapeer, uh, Michigan. And so um, I grew up on a uh, farm 
uh, up in Attica with uh, three brothers. I'm the second oldest and I have one sister who's the youngest. And so, uh, you know, it was, it was exciting growing up uh, with, with five siblings, um, a lot of fights, a lot of craziness. Uh, growing up on a farm, we, we had about 500 head of hogs. Um, wow. So you can only imagine like the, the fun that happened there, but uh, yeah, um, no, it, it's been, it's been fun growing up uh, on the farm. And, and now even, even during this pandemic, I, I keep telling my wife, like if we live on a small little farm here, uh, nothing big, uh, we've got about 12 head of cattle, we've got chickens, we've got, you know, a bunch of animals here. And, and I always wanted to raise my kids on a farm. And so uh, my two daughters love it. Um, but I, I keep telling my wife, man, if I didn't have the farm, if I didn't have things to do during this pandemic, I don't know how I would actually manage, right? Like, cause I'm, I'm super ADD. Uh, I got to have things to do. I got to have uh, projects. And so if I was just locked in my home, I, I don't know how I would handle that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, like me as a person, um, I love my mom. Uh, when I was in high school, she told me, she said, uh, John, you're going to be in ministry someday. And I literally laughed at her. I said, uh, you're out of your mind. There's no way I'm going to be in ministry. Uh, there's no way that God could use me. Uh, you know, I, I kind of joke like about it that my wife, my, my mom was crazy. Right. Um, and then years later, uh, when I was 30 years old, uh, God called me into ministry and, and I was a student ministry director in charge of high school and middle school for about seven and a half years at Woodside Bible Church. And uh, what a blessing that was. What, a, what an incredible thing that was to pour into the hearts and lives of students, um, middle school, high school students. And so uh, God called me into that. And I laugh at my mom sometimes. I'm like, I know you prayed this into existence. I know you did this. I know you did this to me. Um, and uh, no, but it, it's been such a blessing. And now, um, you know, uh, seven and a half years there, I'm, I've been at the church for 10 years, employed there. And um, now I'm the uh, community outreach and next steps director. So my, my job is working closely with um, people who are in need. Uh, in the community. I work closely with our community in Lake Orion, uh, where our campus is. And, um, you know, it, it's so cool for me to be able to see the needs of people and, and to meet those needs and to be able to um, um, give them hope in a time that they need hope. And so um, that that's a big part of my job. That's a big fun part of my job um, for me to be a blessing to other people and to just uh, be able to share the love of Christ with them. Um, through this time. And, um, you know, it, it's so cool to integrate them into the church. And the other part of my job is getting them into the church, getting them tied into the church and getting them um, involved in who we are as Woodside, and who we are as a church. So yeah, it, it's so cool to, to be a part of that. So now, that's kind of who I am. Woodside is, um, uh, there's a, uh, so is each campus run separately? Yeah, so we are a church um, of 14 campuses. We're one church. We have 14 campuses. Um, we have campuses all over Metro Detroit. So we have a, a campus in Lapeer. We have a campus in Detroit. We have a campus over in Chesterfield, um, Algonac. We have campuses over in Plymouth, Detroit, or uh, Plymouth, Deerfield, you know, all over the place. There's 14 different campuses. And so um, we all um, are unified. We teach the same message. Um, and there's, there's campus pastors at each one of those churches. 
Um, but yeah, it, it's an incredible blessing to be a part of a, a church that uh, just teaches the gospel, teaches God and, and the Bible. And um, yeah, so that's, that's uh, kind of who we are in a nutshell. Yeah. And that's um, one of the most incredible things about Woodside that I'm really love is that they host the upwards basketball tournament stuff. And that's incredible. Like literally brings kids together from all around the region. They don't have to do that. And they don't have to do that. And it's an amazing program that they work with upwards basketball to put on at their, I believe it's a Troy facility that does it. Yeah. Yep. And my son's done it in multiple years and it is just, I mean, it's, it's it's relaxed. You know, the, the refs are cool. They're, you know, kids are going to double dribble. Kids are going to hold the ball, (laughs) but it's, it's, it, everybody does it knowing that it's not, this isn't a competition type thing. It's for fun. And just to get the kids interacting and playing and, you know, practicing, they do a prayer in between things. It's pretty interesting. And I, I I don't know. I just, I'm blown away by that program. Cause I just like, man, this is so vast and kids come from all over the place to play in it. It's really incredible. No, that's a fun, a fun program they've been doing for years. Um, there's small group times where they have the kids come around and, and they teach them um, what it means to love and, and all that. So yeah, it's a, it's a cool program through basketball uh, to share the love of Christ. So, yeah. yeah. And also I was going to say about you guys is that, uh, you know, when Tim and I, one of the t- first times we met you was at the uh, venison dinner and you guys put that on and it was incredible. <laughs> what a, <laughs> like, seriously, what a job well done. I mean, really bringing people together, uh, you know, all these different outdoorsmen talking, you know, about hunting people probably don't even hunt that came that like, just want to have some venison dinner, but either way, oh, sure. it was a great time, man. It was, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Yeah, we love doing that. Uh, unfortunately, this year we won't be able to do that, but uh, we're looking to do some exciting things uh, throughout the spring, summer, and fall because uh, we love the outdoors. My brother and I, uh, we love the outdoors and we love uh, getting people into the outdoors that were before. Um, and it's just so cool to, to get away from the business of life and be in the outdoors uh, doing the wild game dinner again. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So for sure, man. Yeah. So you you've been in uh, ministry for for a while now, and uh, in in uh, some of your time spent with the youth. If, if you had to, I know this is a tough question, and I'm I'm kind of throwing you under the bus at the, on this one. But if you if you had to give like maybe one or two tips to our youth today in regards to how to have a positive attitude with life, what would you say? Oh man. I know it's, I, I, I didn't warn you about that question. I'm going to apologize right now. <laughs> no, honestly, it's a, it's a, it's an absolute great question because, um, you know, I think our, our, our students, our youth, I call them students, um, our students of this day, uh, high school, middle school, even into elementary are bombarded with so much stuff, right? Whether it be, uh, social media, um, peer pressure, um, whatever it may look like. These students, we, you and I, we didn't have to deal with half the stuff that they're dealing with now, right? And if you think about that, um, the one thing that I would tell students today, and I just literally, um, I taught two nights ago, um, actually last night, sorry, last night to our high school and middle school students, and uh, we were talking about the love of Christ. And one of the things, um, that, that I think students today need to need to be very, very careful to guard their heart. Um, 
guard their heart on what they are watching, what they are seeing on social media, um, the things that they're coming in contact with, guard their heart to all of these things. Because honestly, we know, like, like social media is a big thing, right? And these, this is the one thing that I'll, that I'll really hit on is social media can be a positive thing, but it can also be a really big negative thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, man, it's so easy to get involved and wrapped up in these things. Um, but man, we, we, we need to guard our hearts. We need to like literally um, do a heart check constantly. And so for students, man, uh, it, it is easy to get wrapped up in these things and uh, um, man, be influenced by, by things that they shouldn't be influenced by. It's so hard, I think, for students to live today in today's day and age because they're they're presented with so many opportunities, so many things that that can sway them. So, yeah, that's absolutely that's amazing, and it it, it, it I, I think that holds true. And you kind of hit a chord with I, I think myself as well. I mean, it's so easy for us too. I mean, with these things sitting in yeah. our hands, right? I mean, you can't see for it, sure. but with <laughs> the cell phone sitting in our hands, it it's so easy to get distracted and escape to a worldly thing right to to watching youtube and all of a sudden like one youtube video leads to another youtube video leads to another which maybe the content that you're watching isn't horrible but you just turned on a video and now you're sitting there two three hours later doing the same thing what have you actually done you you've you've wasted part of your time part of your energy you know, not, not focusing on, on what, you know, is, is um, right. Or what, what, what is really a positive influence in your life and what really matters in life. And I'll tell you, I, I was um, telling Dave earlier, I had uh, Comcast out to my house earlier today because my internet was down. And, hmm. uh, you know, I think that was kind of, to be honest with you, my, and so my internet's been down for two days, you know, I've been working from home, but I'm able to use the hotspot off my cell phone and that kind of thing. But it was kind of very interesting to watch the dynamic within my house kind of change a little bit, right? With sure. the kids not being able to go on video games and yeah. really being able to get lost and come home. And that, that's how they're used to kind of decompressing a little bit. They can play little video games, you know, watch a, a Netflix show or two, um, you know, that kind of thing. And, and it was really kind of amazing to watch them kind of blossom, if you will, <laughs> over that two-day period. Um you know, into, into really being able to adapt. And that was the other thing I was going to say is that the kids nowadays, they are bombarded with all that stuff. And I, what, what I'm always amazed by is how kids are able to adapt and change their behaviors a lot easier than somebody like me, somebody like me, if I, if I get into a bad habit or I do something, um, you know, that isn't glorifying or that kind of thing that might not, again, might not be bad, but just isn't glorifying. It's so much harder for me to give that up than my kids to give that up. And that, that to me, like I learned something from them the last couple of days. (laughs) Oh, for sure. They teach you how to wear that Stormy Cromer hat. Oh, you got to love this. Yes. I love your hat. I love your hat. Yeah, I, I, these are all great things, guys. I think uh, I was thinking when you when you first proposed that question, I thought of uh, the youth. And I think what I learned from myself growing up is just um, don't give up on what you want to do, you know, focus and drive. And, and even when you're told no, just remember that uh, 
tons of people always tell you no. They're always going to tell you no. You're going to get so many no's. It's literally unbelievable. But there could be a one yes, and that goes for anything. There's kids in sports want to get into the NFL. It doesn't matter. You have to keep driving until you yeah. feel that there is no more drive and you need to switch gears or whatever. And that's okay. It's okay to switch gears. But, um, you know, the biggest thing is don't give up and don't 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 half-ass things, okay? That's that's the bigger thing. <laughs> use the word, but sometimes you just got to be blank and, you know, or blunt and just get sure. it. It's just – don't, you know, if you're going to do anything in life, see it through. And I'll never forget this phase, this phrase. It's from um, Christmas Chronicles. It's from Christmas Chronicles, the one that's been out. It says, in the movie, it says, and I'll just use my name, a Thomas always sees it through. That was what it said mm. on this thing that the dad gave the kid and the dad dies. Yeah. Later, later he the girl meets the dad and he's a kid, right? It's just incredible scenes. But that phrase gets me a lot because I think about that. And I started using it with my kids. And I said, I, I said, don't don't not finish your math that Thomas always sees it through, you know, like right. trying to just use these little things I learn in movies that are completely fiction, but <laughs> you know, like I just feel, yeah. well, it's funny you say yeah. that it, it's, I, I've used that on my kids before Mazaranas aren't quitters. That, that's go. my phrase. Mazaranas aren't quitters. <laughs> and as soon as I, as soon as I said it, no, no doubt. As soon as I said it, I felt old. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that is so something that is so something my dad would have told me <laughs> yeah no i i'm like well i always tell him like dogs are tough like it's gotta suck it up like we're we're tough come on guys and you they'll tell brand, me nowadays man. like they're like hey dad <laughs> suck it up dad donkeys are tough <laughs> you got you got to protect the brand right that that's uh, at the end of yeah, the day we got to protect the brand so, um, so john so one thing we do kind of towards the end of our podcast is we kind of um talk about maybe just some songs that musically help us get through you know when we're having a hard time or down and out there's certain songs that everybody has that kind of pick me up to them uh what are some songs for you that kind of help you through hard times or when you just don't feel it and you really need to get your mojo back and get moving Oh man. Uh, I'm not. So here's the thing. Like I'm not a huge like song guy. Um, but, but honestly, like for me, when I, when I listen to worship, like when I listen to any, any worship song, um, it it seems to rejuvenate me. It it regenerates me. It, It just fills me up. Right. Um, one of the songs, um, that that i love is uh blessings by uh i think it's carrie joby who uh sings that song um uh and man i i listen to that song it's like i think it's like 10 minutes long i don't even know but uh man it just fills me up like i constantly think of the blessings that i have right and it, it repeats blessing blessing right um it, it's one of those things that I constantly forget about the blessings I have. I constantly forget about um, maybe the things or how privileged I am. Like I, I, I know that, man, God's blessed me in so many ways. God's blessed me to have a job through this pandemic. And there's so many people who don't. Um, God's blessed me to have a wonderful family and a house and and a roof on my head, all that kind of stuff. Um, And so I constantly think, about God's blessing on my life and, and how I'm blessed so much, but yet 
you know, there's, there's uh, so many times that I take that for granted, right? Um, we live in a world that, that we don't even understand. We live in, in a country that we don't even understand. We, we live in a time, like, we think we have it bad. I don't know if you've ever been to Haiti. <laughs> I've been to other countries and seen how bad, actually, people have it. And, uh, you know, it's a constant reminder to me that, like, God has blessed me so much um, in, in so many ways. And so that. for me, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I love that. And, and I got to say, you know, you're 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 dead on. I mean, the, the blessings and I've actually I mean, exactly what I've said a couple of times here is that we've been blessed this year through everything. You know, Dave and I have been blessed through this whole thing. And I think that what that also allows us to do is when we can see the blessings in our own life and what we have been given and the opportunities that we have, I think that it gives you the ability to open your eyes to see how you can be a blessing to others. And that's, and through that show the work of Christ, you know, in our own lives through the things that, that, uh, you know, that, that we can do for others or with others. And, you know, that was one thing I wanted to ask you a little bit earlier, kind of skip my mind for a second, is that you do a lot of outreach and you're a blessing to other people. What does that look like for, for and I, I don't take this the wrong way, but for everyday people like myself, right? How can I, um, as Tim, who has a full-time job, yeah. wife, kids, what can I do to be a blessing to others? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um... Man, I, I, yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I think that um, here, here's my here's my thing, and I'm gonna plug this a little bit. Um, I, I think that people want to be a blessing to people, but they don't know how, right? Yeah. They they just don't understand how, right? And they don't understand that they don't have to go out and rake leaves for an old person to be a blessing right that's it's not like something we have to go out and do right away like man we just got to be a blessing a blessing can look at, at, at like so many different ways um i i have the privilege to work full-time in ministry and that that is a huge privilege for me um and we do a we do a um what's called forgotten harvest every monday uh every monday morning uh 9 a.m we open a line for about 500 households um, and we feed 500 households in uh, the Lake Orion, Orion Township area, right? And uh, man, it was probably a couple months ago, um, there was all these cars, they line up at seven o'clock and they all get into the, into the parking lot. And this lady had lined up and, and they're so adamant about getting the food, right? They line up and then nine o'clock the line opens, we flood these cars through, we give them all food and everything. And this lady had shut her car off and her battery had died, right? Mm. And so I heard that there was some commotion in the parking lot. And so I'm like, okay, so I got to go out there and, and fix this problem. There's, there's some people arguing and stuff like that. So I go out there and this lady, her battery had died in her car, right? And so she was so worried that she wasn't going to get food. And so I grabbed my truck. I went out there. I, I said, don't worry, we're going to get you food. I jumped her truck or jumped her car. And, and, and I told her, pull around. I'll get you some food, pull around to the front line. So I get her around the front line. Little did I know that it would open up an opportunity for me 
to actually bless her with food. But not only that, I, I was able to go and pray with her. And she was going through some times where she was sick. Um, she was trying to take care of her kids on her own. Um, she was dealing with some illness and stuff. And so I was able to pray with her and stay in contact with her. And it led to um, her coming back the following week. And then she ended up uh, going down where we had some clothes um, that were donated. Um, and she went through those clothes and we were able to get clothes for her kids. And then uh, not only that, we were, we were able to bless her with a, a box of Thanksgiving groceries to have a Thanksgiving meal and then Christmas presents for her kids. And, and it led to this relationship with Ruth um, that awesome, we were- man that we were able to, to lead. And so it, it's just being a blessing to other people. And, and I think for people, they don't know how to be a blessing. You just have to look for it on a daily basis. Um, I think that we don't look for it enough. We're selfish indiv individuals mm -hmm. and we constantly just want to look out for ourselves. But if you actually looked around you and started to think, how can I be a blessing to other people? How can I share the love of Christ to other people? How can I love other people? I think we can actually do that on a regular basis, but yeah. we have to look for the opportunities, right? Because yeah. we don't see yeah. them all the time. I no, and I, 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 absolutely. And I think you know some of the most powerful words that that I've seen work in my life with other people is just simply the phrase, "How are you?" Yeah, because those words can open up and, and you won't believe if you ask that. Yeah. Some people are going to be, yeah, I'm good. You know, and, but, but deep down they're not, but you're going to have those people that are really struggling, that are really fighting to find something that if you ask those simple words and they're ready, that yeah. that could be the opening to a lifelong change in somebody's right. life. So, so but just ask the question. <clears throat> Yeah. Let me let me start. Let me back up just a second, Tim, because I think you answered what I was going to suggest is that I don't I, I agree with you that there is some selfish issues. But I, I would also say, though, that some people are just scared because they don't know how to approach this subject, because I, I am, for one, feel that way sometimes like I'm not you. I don't know how to like work a church or work. You know, I don't know how to like. So like when I see people, I, I don't know if they like, you know, what, what do I even say? Like, Oh, are, are you poor? Do you need help? Right. You know what I mean, like, yeah. so I think there's just this barrier of like rejection of someone going, what, what you, you know, leave me alone. What are you talking? You know? So, but I think, I think what you're saying, Tim is, is a really good idea and like, and how to approach like the, the question and asking a question that is not, like just automatically, Hey, here's 20 bucks. You know what I mean? Like how, how are you, how, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I think part of that, and I, and I, it, it's something that you use every day, right? It's not intentional. It, it's sometimes a generic question that you ask. Um, but those moments and, and, you know, I, I spoke on a previous podcast about, um, you know, me working down in Detroit and working down in Detroit, there's homeless down there in the corner. And uh, it, it was one of my, uh, mission isn't the right word, but, but one of my paths that, you know, when I knew that I was going to start working down there, that I wanted to try to make a difference somehow. And it wasn't about walking by and giving people money. I, I actually met, um, you know, the, these homeless people face to face. And when I'm on my lunch or on my way to work and they're sitting there out in the cold or out in the heat or out in the rain, that simple question of how are you opened up a conversation over time. It didn't happen right away. But over time, that got me to get to know them 
as a person and what they're going through and the struggles and that kind of thing. So yeah. it, it, it can be super simple. It doesn't have to be you. And like you said, I think that, that it, uh, John and, and, and you, Dave, I, I think that people struggle with the fact that they think they have to do and you don't yeah. have to do a lot of the times you just have to listen, but you have to give them that opportunity to listen um, and, and be attentive, attentive to them. Because if you treat it like it's just a generic question, it's going to be treated like it's just a generic question. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we complicate it a lot of times. We literally, yeah. um, we try to make it something that it isn't. Um, and, and it's literally like one of my goals for 2021 is to wake up every morning and, and ask God, who can I be a blessing to today? Mm. Um, and, and what does that mean? Like, it's not like, man, I'm going to give this person $20. It means that who am I going to be a blessing to today? And so that may be a conversation that somebody just needs to have, like, Hey, how are you doing today? Or yeah. just having a conversation, or it may be like, man, I'm helping this person with their needs, whatever it may look like. How can you be a blessing to someone else today? Yeah. And, um, and even how can more you so love. And even more important today, when you don't have that daily interaction with people to throw that random text out even and ask that question of somebody that you haven't talked to in three months, four months, five For months. Sure. So For sure. there, there's ways to do it. And, and uh, I think that's the thing is, is, you know, it's, it's not about physical action all the time in, in volunteering and using your hands. Sometimes God, nope. some, sometimes God just wants you to use your ears. Yeah. I was, yeah, sure. was going to say that I've been a part of, um, forgotten harvest and helping with that as well um packing the stuff but i think it's different packing than giving you know the packing thing's just some work right and, and it needs to happen don't get me wrong volunteers need to still do it but you don't see the people's faces or get to talk to right. them you don't get that positivity that you're looking for now opposite of that um i i did a couple different water drives in flint during the water crisis situation and that was different you got to actually load you know water in people's cars and talk to them a little bit and see how happy they were that they could get fresh water for their kids and stuff like that, you know, so that was cool. Then we did one where we planted a garden at some school, which was interesting, but whatever, it was fun. It was helping the community, but it wasn't uh, like, again, you know, like I said, it's hard to, uh, oh, it's cool. It, it's, it was all fun to do, you know, and it's very nice. We painted a school, like there were some different things being a part of a larger organization for my job. They're, they always have these outreach things they're doing. They expect all the employees to come help if they're willing and, We've done a lot of stuff like that, picked up neighborhoods, tore out houses, old houses in Detroit. Um, but anyway, so but doing I, that stuff has opened my eyes definitely to what, what the volunteer, you know, does and how important it is. It's really important. Yeah. One, one more thing here and then bring it back to uh, uh, a song that I wanted to introduce everybody to as well. But just one more thing is that that my, my, my thought on it is that some some people are seed planters and some people are growers. And yeah. you don't have to be both and you don't always get to choose what you are. Sometimes you plant the seed in somebody's life and it's up to somebody else to grow it. Sometimes somebody already planted the seed and you're growing it. Yeah. Um, so just giving that opportunity and not pigeonholing yourself into doing what you want, but just listening and being there and reacting to the situation, whatever the case may be, um, I, I think it's just good advice for everybody. You can't be everything to everybody, I guess is my point. Absolutely. There's only one person that can do that. Did you guys um, hear the music that played? No. No. Do you hear this now? Hear yes. Now. Okay. Yep. That's a good yep. song. That is a good song. That's the one I was going to pick. This yeah. Is so I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll uh, sneak in before you hear real quick because there's, there's one song that 
over the years, and, and it's more of a YouTube video along with the song that gets me every time. And what I mean by gets me every time is I'm a crier, man. Like when I, when I feel oh, something, I feel it, you know? Okay. And, uh, it, and th this, this, uh, there, there's a song, it goes back to my, to my old school days of, of a band called Lifehouse. They were kind of okay. a hybrid. They were Christian and, but they were also mainstream at the same, same time. They had this song called everything. And there is a, there is a oh, skit yeah. that goes around for everything where basically it's somebody that, you know, finds God and accepts God and then life gets in the way and all these temptations come into play and it really affects them. And it's about the struggles that we go through on a day-to-day -day basis. But at the end of the day, God's always there reaching for us, trying to pull us, pull us back to him. And if you haven't watched it or anybody listening haven't watched it, go out there and just search YouTube for Lifehouse Everything Skit. Um, just an amazing thing in my own life that has given me a lot of inspiration and just, you know, has really been there. Um, it, it is something that really just kind of grounds me again as to where I'm at if I'm struggling with anything. But just real quick here, the, the opening lyric, I think, is probably one of the most powerful um, lyrics that I that I've heard on on any song really and it, it it just it starts off like this where it says find me here and speak to me and that that to me is just so important where no matter where you're at he's gonna find you here here now it doesn't matter where you are doesn't matter what life you walk if you're looking he can find you because he can find you anywhere so that that's just my little uh my song for today hmm. It's a good one. Yeah, that's it, man. It's a good song. Love it. Uh, you What's hear yours, Dave? Did you hear it in the background or no? I, oh, I yeah. heard it for like two seconds. It was on the whole time you were talking. Oh, was it really? Yeah, no, I only heard it for like the last um, two so seconds. If we get dinged, we get dinged. I don't care anymore. <laughs> it's that expensive, uh, it's that expensive mic you got there. Yeah, that's it. Well, it's not the mic. It's the it's like yeah. it allows it to go through the backside of it. I, I don't know. It's pretty interesting, actually. DBs um, are shutting it down. Yeah, That's mine it. was just um, this amazing Grace song. I really like it. Uh, I heard it a long time ago at one of the um, churches we went to, and they played it live. You know, like like a Woodside band or whatever. And it was an incredible song. And this song, um, I always look at this song. You were talking about worship songs. And I thought about this one, and, I, and this is the one that always comes to my head first when I think of uh, worship music. And it, but I agree with you, John, that you can listen to this stuff at any time, and it does help you yeah. instantly. Like you just start to feel like home. Maybe's the word. Like you feel it, you know, and um, centered. Yeah, you, you, centered. you feel. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with Tim. Like. Uh, I'm a crier too. So <laughs> dude, for some reason, for some reason, I can be standing in church on Sunday morning and like they're singing, I don't care what worship song it is, but it will bring me to tears. And I'm just like, why am I, why am I tearing up right now? Right. Right. And it's just, it, it's the emotions, man. It's like, man, such yeah. a good song, such a good worship, you know? So, yeah, no. Well, uh, thank, you. Thank, thank you for uh, not allowing me to be the only one. I appreciate. Oh, it. dude, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> but it is, and that that was part of the other reason. Like Dave and I got to talking about, okay, what are we going to talk about on this podcast? And what we always came back to, and what him and I have a lot in common is the music growing up and how music influenced us. And the darkest times in my life, a lot of the times that rope that was hanging down 
was nothing more than a song that was playing at the time that dropped me to my knees or changed the course of what I was thinking that snapped me into this, you know, loving emotion rather than a negative emotion and a positive emotion. I think just song and, and the blessings that we get from the songs that we can listen to are amazing. And to bring it back to what you said earlier, we have to guard our hearts even with that. You know, there's a lot yeah, of songs sure. out there, there's a lot of information. Spotify is, it's no longer you buy an album and you listen to it. It's, you can listen to anything on the drop of the dime nowadays. And you do have to guard oh, yeah. your heart with what you're listening to. So, you know, having those positive influences of music are great. I think we can, you know, one of the things that we try to do is find the meaning and the message and a positive message, maybe in something that wasn't intended for that, not necessarily a Christian song, but something that was a little bit more mainstream but something that yep. we were able to identify with that helped us kind of get through a time knowing that there are other people that are going through the same thing. Oh, for sure. All right, John. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah, man. I appreciate you guys having me and uh, man, I, I love you guys. Love what you're doing here. And uh, I'm super excited about this podcast. So us too, oh, man. man. Hey, we appreciate you. Appreciate you coming on, man. 